0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Shared Ireland Podcast and a special hello to anyone that's maybe tuning in for the first time. So our guest today is the first female Baptist minister in Ireland and she is currently a pastor of Soul Space, a peace and reconciliation hub based in Belfast. Her passion is peace and reconciliation, social justice and she is a champion of gender equality. She is also one of the founders of Spectrum, a space set up in Belfast for LGBT plus people of faith. She feels particularly called uh, to minister uh, people from outside the church's walls, um, joining with people who feel that they don't maybe fit into the church. And finally she has served as chaplain to two Belfast Lord Mayors but a word of warning don't <laughs> let all that fool you because something tells me from her conversations <laughs> leading up to this interview today she's going to be a handful so welcome along to the shared ireland podcast oh, reverend cairn <laughs> and great i didn't deleted. get it right the no, their surname. It did. i'm no, sorry
1: it's so good <laughs> i mean is this the point Nile, where i mean let's let's do this at the beginning okay is this where i call you father Nile because i've heard rumors <laughs> I've heard rumours that, you know, in a different life that you had actually contemplated.
0: I'm glad you put in contemplate it there.
1: <laughs> Going into the priesthood. Well, listen, I'll tell you what we'll do. When it comes to this kind of conversation, we need to do a reverse in this podcast. So someday I need to interview you about that. Is that a deal?
0: Okay, we'll go with that.
1: Okay. And I'm not buying you coffee, as, as he, he said, be coffee, by the way, that's good coffee. As
0: he said, with a sigh of relief on his face. <laughs>
1: dripping. (laughs) exactly. So Uh,
0: tell me this, Reverend Karen. By the way, will I keep referring to you as Reverend Karen or will Karen? Karen Karen. Okay, no problem. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) So Karen, first kind of question that we always like to ask all our guests, just to give people that maybe don't or aren't that familiar with you, who is Karen? Tell us a little bit about her.
1: I'm still trying to figure out who I am myself. Okay. Oh, sorry.
0: Sorry. By the way, folks. Uh, it's Reverend Karen's birthday tomorrow, and she relia- reliably informs me that she's 23. It was 23 <laughs> five minutes ago, so she's aged a year and a couple 23,
1: of 23, 24. Don't like to give me a
0: age away. <laughs> Very good. So, um, happy birthday, we? Anyway.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, so
0: who is Reverend Karen?
1: Well, listen, here I am turning 23 tomorrow. I'm still trying to figure out who I am. I, th- I think I think now you gave a really good introduction there uh, into what I do. Uh, uh, my name is Karen. I grew up in East Belfast. I was raised by a single mom, and uh, and you know, born into a, a kind of a Protestant Unionist background, and um, and yeah, I just I, I went to school, hung out with my friends, went to youth group, and. It was really then into my kind of late teens that I felt a real deep sense of call uh, because uh, faith began to kind of birth in, 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 into, into my life. And, yeah, here I am today. I'm married to a guy who uh, is from KL, Kuala Lumpur. Uh, his ah, family, yep, his family good. are South Indian. Uh-huh. Always great when it comes to eating curries. May,
0: may I ask how use met?
1: <laughs> well, you see, here's the thing, you know, I mean... Uh, I mean, we were young once, you know, when we were only 22, 20 years ago. I didn't think people
0: in your job description <laughs> are supposed to lie as much. Well, no,
1: we're not. <laughs> well, you know how it is, you know. But um, yeah, I met Carew uh, when we were kind of in our very late teens, early 20s. We were a group of friends that hung out together. And actually, my friend fancied him. Right. You know, and um, I think I tried to set them up at one point, but it kind of emerged that. He liked me, and and here we are, three kids go- later. I was
0: going to say it backfired, but that's It's
1: <laughs> funny to say that girl's no longer a friend in my life, <laughs> but but you know she's a good person. Fell in love with someone else, and uh, funny I haven't I haven't kept in touch with her. But yeah, that's that's kind of a brief background. And with three kids,
0: very good, Karen. You mentioned <laughs> um, there that you grew up to um, a single mother yep. with a single mother. Um, what was that? I suppose was that normal or when you were going to school had most of your friends was there a two parents in the house or mm-hmm. how did you find that?
1: I think now if I'm honest I didn't know anything else I, I, yeah. I think and certainly I mean folks will know this I, I'm quite public when sharing snippets of the loss of my mum last year um, and I don't think I appreciate it till I was in my older years how difficult it was for her as for a single her, mom. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was all I knew, mm-hmm. um, and um, my mom had a very difficult life. We we didn't have it easy. She struggled financially. She struggled to put food on the table. Uh, I don't know if you've watched The Maid, certainly watching that on Netflix recently brought back a lot of stuff. <clears throat>
0: I've seen you reference it yes. on Twitter a couple of nights yes. ago.
1: And I don't I don't think I appreciate it, um, certainly until these last number of years. She suffered from ill health, but she was a fantastic mom. She was determined to raise her daughter and do the best that she can. But that meant she had to work long hours and all of that. So um You know, I, I adore. Her, I miss her, yeah, but course, um, and I have a heart. I have a real heart for single moms. But certainly, when I was growing up, I was happy. Uh, she just, you know, she always encouraged me to do the best that I could do, and, and I think I hope, I, looking at me in a sense, I, I think she did a great job. You know, so
0: very good. <clears> well, that's that's very nice to hear. My my next um, question, I suppose, uh, Reverend Karen, is how did you become? drawn to religion and I suppose just because we're we're only after speaking about your late mum would she had in retrospect any influence mm-hmm. on your religion
1: mm-hmm.
0: religious life
1: yeah I think I think my mum and her own brokenness and kind of her, her own struggling life found faith um, mm-hmm. and so for me all I have memories of now is, is being sent to church and Sunday school from a very young age now it was that real <laughs> this is another podcast fundamentalist christianity okay 101 right um but and that's not a reflection on my mom it, no. was, it was kind of the church that we went yes. to and um, so um so i was brought up in that kind of evangelical kind of fundamentalist background and you know for all the times that people uh, talk speak against it for me as i grew up it gave me a foundation to faith so i i heard about god and all the bible stories growing up I think the big change came now uh, the, my teenage years, particularly my teenage years were really formative in terms of faith because I always ask questions mm-hmm. annoyingly last mm-hmm. questions.
0: You haven't changed much. I haven't changed
1: much. <laughs> still get into trouble now when people are speaking, I'm still questioning in my head. Good, good. Um, and so I started to question a lot of things, you know, things like when, when a friend was gay, is, yeah. is this really how we treat, you know, the LGBT plus community? So,
0: so you're, um, your church that you went to when you were growing <clears throat> up, how what would their perception of um, LGBT people yes. and gay people be?
1: Yeah, well, my first experience uh, in terms of, of a friend of mine came out as, as gay, mm-hmm. and within the youth group he was told to leave. Ah. And I and I remember just. And I even what
0: I, what what era what year was this roughly? No,
1: no, because I'm only twenty three. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, we're still we're still persistent with <laughs> this, this way, are we?
1: <laughs> That would have been probably in 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 the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Oh, okay. Yes, uh-huh. but even even how they you know even their perception of, of women and leadership. I was taught from a very early age mm. that women, in a sense, are to be the homemakers and 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 you know raise the kids and and certainly in terms of church leadership. Yes. Um, that from a theological point of mm-hmm. view, that she cannot be in church leadership. So that was a little snippet of what I was being brought up mm-hmm. in. But where I began to change now is that I began to question that. Not. Yeah. At least because i felt something going on inside me yeah that even though i couldn't articulate it mm-hmm. i thought my theology and my reality is not matching up mm-hmm. um, and so i started to ask lots of questions but actually in in the kind of destruction of that uh deconstruction of that in terms of my faith uh, began it began and beginning to kind of not fall apart but in my questionings i i really believe i found god in it mm-hmm. and um and came out of uh, kind of that upbringing which yes. i'm thankful for for the foundation mm-hmm. but i found freedom does that make sense no of course yeah.
0: it does of so. course it does. you explained that very well there and you're right that, that could be an entirely separate podcast yes we have about
1: that, six podcasts in the first <laughs> two questions now
0: <laughs> no but I, I find that so interesting <clears throat> delving into um, religion that you know we all haven't been brought up in and i think by doing that it helps broaden our own mind yes. and gives us a better understanding where you're coming from. Equally you into where I'm coming from and vice versa. Yes. And I suppose by doing that, ultimately, you know, we can maybe have a little bit more compassion and understanding for each other. Yes,
1: I think, I think, yes, yeah, certainly whenever I look back, it, it is like someone has handed you a box mm-hmm. and said, Welcome to the faith. Here's your box of all the things you can do and all the things you cannot do. It's like a list of do's and yeah. don'ts." And the problem Is that was not called the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your interpretation of the Bible, you see. And I was I was I had some really good uh, lecturers and, and theologians who taught me well and taught me to think outside that box. Yeah. So essentially what happened was the box fell apart. Because if you hand that box to a Karen who questions and wonders mm-hmm. and thinks mm-hmm. um and there was a season, a dark season of the soul where I thought I'm losing my faith, but I found freedom. So Mm-hmm. so yeah uh, my faith is not about a list of do's and don'ts
0: yeah very good <clears throat> Karen do you believe church and state should be completely separate yes <laughs> there we go next question
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I do yes um, yes I do um, that's not to say in any way that church and, and faith leaders don't have a voice and can't speak in uh, I'm mm-hmm. a, I am ai love public theology I'm a public theologian I love uh, theology in the streets my faith is important to me and I, I mean you mentioned this at the beginning of being outside the church walls I like mm-hmm. to be with people in the streets yeah. in, the, in the real mess of life not least because my life is messy as well and the whole idea of journeying together really inspires me but I think that for us to move forward I think there has been a huge um, influence here and I'm going to give an example so for example religion um, an RE Whenever mm-hmm. I grew up, it, it was kind of that hold the church had mm-hmm. on, on that. Um, and I think if we move forward, we need to recognize that there are people with no faith. Mm-hmm. And there are mm-hmm. people with other faiths. Mm-hmm. So Excellent. I think I don't think it diminishes my faith or my position in life for allowing someone else to be at the table. And if I'm honest with you, and I asked my kids this the other day. Um, when you grew up in school, did you learn about the saints? Mm-hmm. You know, Did you learn about St. Bridget? Mm-hmm. You know I know I mean everybody shares St Patrick we fight over him but mm-hmm. did you learn about Edna did you learn about you know Julian of Norwich did no no never heard mm-hmm. you know and that's what I mean it's 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 one thing to be influential but if you only want to influence influence through your lens and what you see yeah I think that's that's quite limiting
0: I'm not, we're not going to get bogged down on what I'm going to mention to you <laughs> now but what's your opinion on the main churches coming together to hold a uh, uh, I'm going to, did not,
1: He did not warn me this question was I'm, coming up, Nile. This is a sneaky one. I'm going
0: to use this uh, particular <laughs> word here to, to celebrate <clears throat> the 100th anniversary of the establishment of um, Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, and I suppose the only reason why I ask that is because it links into. When I previously asked you, do you believe the church and state should be completely separate? Mm -hmm. I say, well, won't get bogged down in this? But just give me a couple of lines on that. What's your
1: thoughts on this? Listen, it's a difficult one and and, and I'm going to be really honest. I think the heart of the churches was, to example, peace and reconciliation. I don't believe they went out in any way. I don't think they thought it through. Um, Clearly not. I don't think I think they thought they were doing something good and it has caused a, a lot of upset. Um I I'll be honest with you and I, and I did tweet about this. I used an example and it is absolutely nothing uh, to do with the president, but it was just a very personal example <clears throat> that when we have experienced severe pain in our life and hurt and division that you move on and that you walk into something new and peace and reconciliation does not mean we need to go back sometimes um, and revisit those places i think if i'm honest with you now i'm always interested in the reaction mm-hmm. and the reaction to the turning down of showing up uh, mm-hmm. made me question a lot of things mm-hmm. um, and how we, did we ha- did the church handle that with grace did they understand um, to me uh, I, I this is my own personal opinion and mm-hmm. I need to state this, not I'm not speaking on behalf of any church or anything. Yep. Uh, I just don't believe we can celebrate, mark uh something that caused so much pain and division. Okay. Is well, that okay? We'll
0: park that one. Well, thank you yep. very much for that was that. a sneaky and, question and I, in there. I, I fired that question at <laughs> yeah, I accept that. But you, you you lied about your age at the start, so um, I can be a little bit dishonest here too. <laughs> Karen, what is the main difference between um your faith baptists mm-hmm. and other mainstream religions here in Ireland. Now, I, I know you could speak about this for hours. This but is just, another podcast. Just, just, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, we'll be here for, <laughs> for years.
1: We're going to be here till I turn 25. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so, yeah, just to give our I'll do people really a flavor. Yeah, yeah. I'll do, I mean, the reality is we believe there's a God, but people okay. uh, interpret scripture differently, Okay. okay. I wouldn't identify as an Irish Baptist. Okay, you, and this you is you wouldn't? No. Okay. And this this is really important. I'm ah. gonna say this briefly. Simply because the Irish Baptists do not ordain women. So they do not recognise me in leadership. They Very will not good point. Yes, yeah, so that's that, that's kind of a you know, that's a winner there to not. <laughs> <It is. laughs> um however, the Baptists throughout the UK, England, Scotland and Wales, uh, recognise women and they ordain women. But even within their their kind of spectrum of being Baptists, in yeah. a sense, they have different views and perspectives. It's all down to how you interpret okay. the Bible. But they have this amazing ability to hold those tensions, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for me, as a Baptist, um, it, listen, that, yeah, that's a whole other... A well, whole well other... tell me this. Do, <laughs> do,
0: do, 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 I'm just going to ask you a couple of things yeah. because I, I was brought up as a Catholic. Father um, so and I. Do, do, do you... um do <laughs> so you um you get baptized obviously
1: yes so basically i mean this is it in simple form so mm-hmm. whenever i uh, kind of say listen i want to follow jesus i mm-hmm. want to seek god i want to live for him and um, the baptist i mean uh, the, the Baptists then have what's called a baptismal service, and, and it's a symbol. It's an outward symbol. Does it, that to happen? It's like for
0: example, not at maybe, all. You know? It can
1: happen whenever it's happened. People get baptized when they're fifty. It's that. Lovely. It's that. It's an outward symbol yes. of for family and friends. Listen, when I go into the water, I am so thankful that Jesus has died. When yes. I come out. I am, do, I am new. I want yes. to live a new life in Him, and that's the whole. But that in itself is a theological
0: yes, yes, minefield. No, I ask mind. that just because, because as, yes, as a Catholic, I, we get baptised uh, basically before we get out of the hospital, even. Yes, you know yes. What I mean? So, um, so ta- what about um, mm-hmm. confessions? Do you have such a thing as that, where I you? were Listen, we're
1: uh, into a whole. I mean, now you're really taking me on a roll of the day. <laughs> well, confession. I mean, confession. Yeah, I, I understand for, for for our Catholic brothers and sisters. Confession is that you go to your local priest and you confess.
0: Yes, correct. Now, now there's a whole th- thought about that within even the Catholic uh, community about you know, do we really have to do that in order to get, mm-hmm. um, you know, <clears throat> absolved of our mm-hmm. sins? But that's another story. That's another podcast as well. But no, you do you you don't have such a thing. Is that correct?
1: no but there there is a thing called accountability and okay. there is a little verse tucked in the bible that talks about confessing your sins to one another right. and so there to, to me that's it i don't feel i need to go to a minister to do yes. that uh, because i believe in that i can talk to god and yes. prayer's conversation and i can yes. say listen i messed this up today my attitude was stinking denial i lied about my age forgive me i'm really sorry i'm going to do better
0: just before we get off the subject do you have first communion we have such a thing you know we um get forced communion in around the age of now somebody's going to criticize me here but <laughs> while still in primary school I'll, I'll play it safe do you have such a thing like that
1: well i think now do you know what there is another podcast in this because yeah. i need to introduce you to people called the anabaptists mm-hmm. right because we need to go way back right to the 16th century where the whole Catholic and Protestant divide happened. Yes. OK. But even in the midst of that division, there were these rebel, radical people called the Anabaptists. And they were the ones that were like, Do you know what? I don't see reform happening there. I don't see change happening there. We want to create a third way and go a better way. I would probably be more of an Anabaptist. And oh. so there's a lot more in that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, one thing I've realized now, is that one thing that used to annoy me in my kind of 20s when I was a young person studying theology was labels. Don't label me, right? I hate this, she's this, and she's that, and- Very um, good, yes. And I hate to be labeled a Protestant and an evangelist, and I no, just stop with the labels. For Mm -hmm. me, my faith is a simple following Mm -hmm. of Jesus, Okay. to want to connect to God, Mm -hmm. to bring a little bit of heaven to this earth, Mm -hmm. to make this world better, okay? And the change actually begins within me, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, so what I'm trying to say to you is that we can go through all these theological things and we'd we'll be here and you're listen for the listeners. Niall is sitting here laughing cause he knows rightly what he's doing. Okay. <laughs> but what I want to say is that, and actually this is where I'm going to finish this point because I was actually raised in the Protestant tradition that Catholics were to be evangelized to.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Um, which I completely disagree with. There are people in different traditions, and our common ground is that we know and love God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, is yeah, that a good yeah. place? Yeah, absolutely. So, but yes, I was. That's what I mean about the fundamentalists. I was raised. I remember, you know, kind of like, you know, we're going to go and we're, gonna, you know, we. It's almost like we are the true faith. We are the true church. Mm-hmm. And like, listen, I was old enough to know that was pretty arrogant. Mm-hmm. And I thought something's really wrong with that. So all the other bits of how we do our faith are always open for discussion, but I think are common ground is that we love God mm-hmm. and we want to, to live for him. Yeah. Is that okay?
0: That's perfect, thank you. Stop I, trying
1: to put your trick questions I, to me. And
0: apologies for anybody that tuned in to listen to a political podcast. <laughs> as you can see for the first 20 minutes here, I couldn't get Karen shut father, up about this religion. This is father
1: now. This is father now coming up. <laughs>
0: Karen, right. Oh, dear. In May <laughs> this was year. was
1: was like a theology
0: class. <laughs> <laughs> in interrogation. <clears throat> in May this year, it was announced that you would be joining the civic group, Ireland's Future. Mm-hmm. What were your motivations for doing that?
1: I think, and I mean, we had this conversation before we started, before we started um, recording Nile. See, as I get older, I mean, I'm still changing and I don't know. I, I, I mean, we talked about this, that what happens in our life shapes and changes us that that's a given that's effect and and one of the big changes in my life was having children mm-hmm. <clears throat> i give birth to peace babies mm-hmm. you know what i mean and mm-hmm. um, they they my kids have not grown up in what i've grown up in they haven't grown up in that kind of bubble that i grew up in and that includes even that that christian bubble mm-hmm. simply because i wanted to raise my kids i was going to say raise my girls but i have a, a little boy as well i want to raise my kids where they can make their own minds up mm-hmm. And I didn't want to raise them up in the culture, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I wanted them to make their own minds up. Yeah. So I think for me, when things have started to get a bit fragile, I, if I'm really honest, I just get tired of the same old, same old. And I think we're stuck in the same old and same old in terms of politics here. And I think like many people, we kind of lift our eyes above that and wonder, is there anything better? Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I, I I'm very happy to say I love the island of Ireland. I am Irish,
0: and you're a recent visitor to County Cork.
1: Listen, I would move to Cork tomorrow, <laughs> but the problem with me, Niall, is everywhere I go, I love it. My husband says we'd be living everywhere, um, so yes, I was in Cork recently. I've been to Cork before, but you know, we—I didn't want to come home, mm-hmm. and I actually remember, and I shared I think, this. I think I, I've
0: heard from a very reliable source, a Cork person now. huh. That they didn't want you to go home oh, with it. Oh, well,
1: you see, well, there you go. Could they contact me? We should come. Um, but uh, I,
0: your, your, your new friend, Tag Hickey. That oh, was the Tag. person. That was the person I told He's me.
1: He's a great guy. I love yeah. him. We love him as a family. We're actually adopting him. <laughs> yeah. So we already love him. He's now <laughs> part of God, our family. God love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may we say that to him. But it, it's funny now, because even driving back up to the north, I, I turned to my husband and I said, I feel the heaviness okay. of the political scene here. Ah,
0: okay, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I just, I feel it, mm-hmm. you know, you put your radio on, you hear it again, mm-hmm. uh, you hear what's going on, the, the happiness suddenly draws out of you yes. as you get closer and does that closer. make sense? It yeah. does make sense. Yeah. And actually, my kids would say that as well. Mm. My kids, my Which is my very daughters, sad, isn't it? it? It just breaks my heart. So to my hear yourself Yeah, say that. so my daughters... Um, have a group of friends. It's a, it, it is like a friends episode. They and they're from Dublin and different parts of Ireland and they've grown up together mm-hmm. They did surfing together growing up together and they still to today and they're 19 and 20 all get together even though They're at different stages in their life But they would say they feel different when they go south, yeah. you know And so I guess joining Ireland's future for me is in some way if I can in a very tiny tiny way leave something better i've said this before we're passing on the baton none of us are getting younger mm-hmm. i'm going to be 25 tomorrow
0: yes <laughs>
1: so we're passing on we're passing on the baton. <laughs> so i guess the question is what do we, what do we want to pass on yes and, and for me i would like to explore discuss have conversations around something that's different from the same old same old and i think that's lifting your eyes out of where we are looking beyond where we are if that makes sense
0: it does make sense and and you put it across excellent one of one of the mantras i guess that shared ireland have adopted is that while we won't always agree on everything Mm -hmm. but we have to learn how to disagree absolutely respectfully absolutely and i think for me you know i'm not saying everybody should adopt that but i think everyone should keep that somewhere Within their mindset. Absolutely. You know?
1: Absolutely. I think life, and I think life would be boring if we always did life with people who of course, think agreed. exactly the yeah, same thing. Exactly. And certainly, the churches could learn that as well. We we could learn that in the in the place of faith because the the heartbeat of faith and the heartbeat of life is that you're my brother, you're my sister, we are fellow humans, and we may not see everything eye to eye, but let's do life together, let's journey. Yeah. So uh, that doesn't frighten me. It doesn't frighten me that people don't agree. What, uh, what would cause me concern is we're willing for the next so many years to continue in the same old same old mm-hmm. and I, I, I am passionate about hopefully creating something new mm-hmm. and different. Okay, uh,
0: <laughs> I suppose my question was you, you joined Ireland's Future early this year and correct me if I'm wrong are you kind of um, involved in the events? Yes, yes. So um, Ireland's <coughs> Future um, held their first of this year are quite long, I think it's a year long down the road yeah. series of events and it goes in County Cork
1: and they posted me to Cork
0: and they posted you to Cork they, they couldn't <laughs> literally put you any further away
1: well, I just,
0: is there a subliminal like message in that exactly somewhere like
1: you're trying to get rid of me
0: <laughs> the, the next one is coming up at the end of this month in Galway I believe, is yes, that correct?
1: Yeah.
0: first of all, briefly if you don't mind what was your perception of how the event went yeah. in Cork?
1: Um, I'll be really honest with you Niall, I wasn't prepared. I I mean, I knew it would go well. The room was packed uh, with COVID uh, restrictions. Uh, It was being broadcast live um, and I didn't expect it to blow me away as much um, as as what it did. Uh, I mentioned in my article that I wrote uh, for Belfast Media that there were two, two people that stood out for me. One of them was a guy who's a lecturer um, in, in the University of Cork and um, he's a Muslim guy and he talked about not uh, feeling part of Ireland and what does it mean to be Irish and I think that's a brilliant question Absolutely. that's something we have got mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. because for me he represents my daughters who are women of colour and mm-hmm. my son and my, my husband yes. and and it's that desire to be inclusive yeah. it's that for me it was all of a sudden and again it was again maybe because we're in cork we were seeing outside and beyond the two communities Mm -hmm. and that is critical Mm -hmm. in these conversations and it just it really humbled me to hear ola who was part of the uh the 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 panel and she's been part of direct provision Mm -hmm. and to hear her voice because she's been there for seven like seven to ten years Mm -hmm. and we need to create something better for her Mm -hmm. and for Amon. And we need to create a home that is inclusive. This isn't about saying, well, it's better down there than it is up here. I think Ireland has its own brokenness, Mm -hmm. but I think it's an opportunity to to work through that and do something better. Does that make sense? Of course it does. The other person that stood out for me was a guy, he actually was a Sinn Féin, um, I don't know if he's a a TD, I'm not sure, or a councillor, I I can't remember the guy's name if I'm honest. Mm i was i didn't really know that he was part of symphony but he stood up and he he i mean we know this is mandate. from the crowd yes yeah. this is from the audience this mm-hmm. was some feedback and he talked about um you know obviously you know the mandate and, and what we want to do or whatever and we would love to see that the island uh you know reunited but he said you know i am willing if i am an obstacle this is me paraphrasing mm-hmm. i am willing if i am an obstacle to get out of the way mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be honest with you that just blew me away because for me Nile, I have a vision to build an island of neighbors I want us to learn to live as neighbors it'll take us a lifetime to do it mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it will be a lifetime thing for the generations that come behind mm-hmm. us but it takes that type of attitude it's that Absolutely. you know what if I'm gonna be an obstacle to what to something that's better I'm happy to stand back it's not that his voice is any less yeah. but do you know what I mean yeah, he, yeah. it's that sense and so there was this real sense of togetherness real genuine questions but a real desire for something better yeah
0: there can be at times from opponents of constitutional change <clears throat> some of these people or groups can see Sinn fein as the bogeyman mm-hmm. in the room so by him verbalizing that of course i uh, i understand the sentiment i guess yeah w- w- for the bigger picture yes yeah.
1: exactly yeah and mm-hmm. i and i i just i really i, I think that's an attitude we, we mm-hmm. can all adopt and and, and i think we were challenged by that. it was a great great event
0: excellent Ciaran, one of the main aims of Ireland's future, and indeed Shared Ireland, our own group and others, is the establishment of a Citizens' Assembly in order to plan, prepare and discuss exactly what our new Ireland will look like. Why in your opinion Ciaran, is a Citizens' Assembly the next logical step? And for the third part of that question, who is it incumbent upon to lead the way in this? And I'm referring here to government
1: yes yes and i think i think it kind of adds on to my previous point nile um you know i've always said this um listen i think sometimes my job is 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 hard but i Mm -hmm. think it's nothing compared to our politicians yes and what they go through and listen wherever we stand politically we we need to be thankful for them it's not an easy job they're doing the best they can we voted them in so you know um but I think that this conversation needs to extend mm-hmm. beyond the politicians. Mm-hmm. It needs to move uh, and shift and and hand in hand with that, not just be politically led, but people led. Yeah. So we've got to get below the politicians. I don't mean that below us and people are less, but I mean just kind of right down to the grassroots, Help them do they to they the people. More. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, if when the time comes and there there is going to be a border poll, whether that's five, ten years, or whatever. The politicians will sell their vision to the mm-hmm. people everyone they will do their job and do that mm-hmm. but we i think need to do the groundwork work yes. hand in hand with that and so i am passionate that people are heard yes people in the grassroots because they're the ones that are working day in and day out in our communities exactly right And also, I think as well, I think that so often this conversation is is often viewed through the lens of certain political parties. It is, and that's that's okay because the reality is it's their mandate. That's what they they feel called to do. So we're not knocking that, but again, hand in hand with that, there are people that we need to, them to hopefully see that and certainly me because I don't represent any political party yeah. but they see the kind of normalness that, mm-hmm. that we can be involved in this conversation as well mm-hmm. and that our voices are as important does that make sense Of course it does. so the way and the vehicle to do that I think mm-hmm. is through a citizens assembly and mm-hmm. um, the workings of that and the outworkings of that can be discussed I think the governments need to lead on that um, because it gives the people the voice. I'm
0: going to <coughs> play devil's advocate <clears throat> with oh my you here. Goodness, I'm okay. our
1: sip of coffee this is nervous. Is this another like theological question? No,
0: it's not. I promise you. Oh, easy on me. We couldn't get you shut up with that for the first 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that was asking me the difficult questions.
0: Right. If I if I put on my unionist hat here for one minute, if I agree to participate from a unionist <laughs> point of view in a citizens assembly, will that not be me acknowledging? that constitutional change is inevitable so why would any unionist want to actively participate in something that they do not want to see happen? Yeah. Convince me.
1: <laughs> well that that's the purpose of all of this isn't it? I mean if there's anything we have to learn from Brexit, mm-hmm. for crying out loud we need to learn the planning and discussion and casting vision is important now. Um, I I would want to say, and I say this every time I speak, I do not speak on behalf of the unionist community, uh, simply because they have their own voice. Um, But what I will say is that the reality is that when when you come to big questions like this constitutional change, for granite, out loud, we have to plan. Mm -hmm. And that is already happening. So what I would be pitching out to our unionist friends is that you must begin your planning. Mm -hmm. um, Because I think sometimes we ask the wrong questions coming from a questioner. At the beginning, I said "Yeah, I ask questions all the time. Mm -hmm. And I always like to ask, is this a good question to ask? By the way, your questions are okay. Not the first ones, by the way, where you're pinholing me about communion and all. But um, when it comes to this now... um, I've said this before if if we pitch to the unionist community would you like a United Ireland we know the answer the answer is no no yes. I don't want it don't want to engage pull up the drawbridge mm. shutting down correct right okay but the reality is these conversations are happening mm-hmm. they are snowballing yes. they are unstoppable and i and actually they agree with that of course they agree mm-hmm. that actually coming ahead is the border poll? So what I would be pitching out to them is the question of: bring your vision to the table. What is it that you want to say mm-hmm. that will convince people that we are better remaining part mm-hmm. of the UK? And that's a healthy and place can, to be. And
0: you would suggest that they can do that within the citizens yes, assembly? Yes, absolutely. I so the citizens assembly isn't solely to talk about a United Ireland. It's to allow everyone to expand and open up their vision. Yes, Is if, that you, correct? If,
1: you, if you have a citizens' assembly with different people there, you're going to have people there who do not agree. Yes. Yes, but listen, Niall, I, I still go back to the what I call everyday living. Mm-hmm. The people that I work with, the people that I do life with, my own life, and I'm sure I would speak for yourself, what matters to us the most? is our is our health service. Mm-hmm. What about education? What mm-hmm. about the state of housing? If I read today, mm-hmm. I read this morning, um, I was gonna say in the car, that sounds so wrong, but before I got into the car this morning, I was reading about a young guy in Dublin mm-hmm. holding a sign saying, yeah. I need a room.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did you
1: see that? Yeah. And he was saying, and, and he has 950 euros, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. he's paying 950 euros for one single room and he can't even get a room. Yeah. I mean, there's, do you understand what I mean? When I, when I see it through the lens of that young French guy mm-hmm. who's come to Ireland, do we not want to set up a better home for him and for all of us? That's what people matter the most. And the Citizens Assembly gives us room to do that and it gives us room to be able to have these conversations but it has to be the space to disagree well, as well.
0: If the DUP are refusing to participate in North-South Ministerial uh, talks, I can't see them agreeing to participate in any form of citizens assembly or anything like but
1: that. But I think I think our role now is to continue to hand, to, to extend the hand of friendship and welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But the onus is there that they must, and I think they know this. And actually, well, I think at the I, weekend, the, the we high see court, that
0: the High Court agrees with you. Well, and
1: that. I think, and I think as well, you know, I mean, even even the Ulster Unionists. Uh, conference at the weekend their their desire hashtag union of people their desire to try and uh, break into america and get support you know i think they're starting to click on that we need to begin the reality is the people will want to be convinced there will be the hardliners there will be those convinced of no the better way is a united ireland no actually we need to be part of the uk but there is a middle ground mm-hmm. like, there are mm-hmm. people in the middle who want to to be convinced, convince me. Tell yeah. me what is best, yeah. and they will always see it through the lens, not politically, but through their everyday. Will will we be better off as a business, as a family, in our health service, and so on?
0: Karen, do you believe there's a growing number of people from the unionist P.U.L. background that may be open to the conversation on the constitutional question? And I guess, do you know? From your experience, do these people want to see more and want to see a, a plan or what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think I think people are open to conversation. I think that whenever I certainly stepped into this and this is something that's again going back to what I said earlier, the kind of the tiredness of the same old, same old um, and the desire to, to to think of something new, I think there are a number of people who stand in that gap as well. I don't think I'm the only one and the reason why I say that is because I was nervous in the reaction that i would receive
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but i have to be honest um, yes you'll you'll always get trolls and all of that but the people who matter the most to me yeah. who i do life with are very supportive of me being part of this i think they know me and trust me enough yes to know okay you know she's you know she's she's 24 she's doing her best <laughs> she's <laughs> a liar age.
0: she's a compulsive liar
1: <laughs> she's a who lies about her age <laughs> that's the stage i've got to. like oh lie. my god But i think i think I mean, the, the people that I do—I mean, the reality is, Niall. I remember having this conversation with my family round the table. We we're having dinner together, and I was saying to them about Ireland's future. And my daughter, my eldest daughter, who has experienced—and I shared this—a little snippet of this in Cork. Who opened up to us last year with the whole BLM stuff mm-hmm. with, with the with the, the murder of Lloyd in, in in America, and and it caused her. To whatever was going on on the inside, to really open up and share her racism. I mean, she said to me, "Mum, you need to do this," mm-hmm. you know. And I always keep her going. I <laughs> always say, "Now, Meg, you're the one to take this on from me, okay?" And she's like, "She's like, yeah, Ma, I'll do that," you know. But the reality is, it, it for, it's about wanting to create a better home for others. And I think there are people that aren't the strong unionists and the strong P.E.L. Mm-hmm. that are soft, that are middle ground, that are thinkers and and questioners. Mm-hmm. And and that's uh, a great place to be because I think we can pave something better.
0: Excellent. And am refreshing to hear that that you think there is um, people absolutely, within that community yes. Yeah. I think
1: And so that's often, my
0: experience can I say as well. Is it? Oh yeah. absolutely. Um I But suppose, do you not think
1: on Twitter and things some
0: you know you sir, the, the we, prob- we, hear, we
1: hear the minority. the, you know, the problem
0: with Twitter on any public platform. Mm-hmm. And and this goes for our politicians too. And again this is from my experience. Like I have private conversations with Dr John Cale and different people from you know, that that, that I wouldn't see I to with constitutionally sure. what i respect as, as individuals yes. but like privately what we say to each other is completely different from what they put on social yes, media and course. say in front of their yeah. wings. so you know i suppose that's what i mean that's my experience behind the scenes there's good decent people there mm-hmm. that only want the best for themselves their family their neighbors from whatever generation yes. and whatever um religious or political viewpoint and and these people are people that I always say I can work with yes, and absolutely. it's finding them people yeah. and it's giving them people a platform like yourself mm-hmm. and that's what we try to do here in the Shared Ireland Podcast is give people a platform that can maybe say so, something to within their own community that will maybe spark a train of thought <clears throat> yeah. get them involved in the conversation and one of our hashtags is join the conversation Yes, that's because great, this yeah. is our island this yeah. is our future Yeah. you know so you know, we can't always blame our politicians if we don't take a little bit of ownership ourselves. Absolutely. And Absolutely. have our input. Yeah. Costs us nothing. Absolutely. And I suppose, you know, it's on that basis that we'll talk about this later on a different point. Later? That, my that, goodness,
1: we're still going. <coughs> Guys, I hope you brought your, your packed lunch with you.
0: <laughs> we're, 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 we're going to speak in a little bit about, you know, um, asking people to have a vision to dare to dream. Yes. But we'll get on to that in a couple um, of moments then. Exciting. Karen, how do we get more of our youth and indeed female voices involved in this conversation moving forward? because it takes you know this idea of stuffy old gray-haired men yeah. um sitting around a table deciding all our futures yeah like, thankfully them days are gone yeah. but how can we ensure that they're kept going
1: <laughs> yeah no absolutely i i think i would appeal to the groups that are kind of leading the way in this i think ireland's future does this pretty well the great absolutely, representation they and they're always seeking to have kind of voices that aren't normally heard yeah uh, around the table um and and that includes young people it includes sports people mm-hmm. uh, people from ethnic minorities and so <clears throat> I think the onus is on the people who are kind of um, spearheading the conversations uh, to make sure that these <coughs> voices are heard
0: yeah uh, a good enough starting point <laughs> yes. so on that basis I'm going to um, put you on the spot again <laughs> here, here we go. you're, you're going to um, agree to me now to be shall I say a regular contributor on our podcast <laughs> moving forward just giving me snippets are you of, like
1: employ him are you like invite me to be part of your team <laughs> no. you'll have to do negotiations now with I, 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 I
0: don't want to fall out with ireland's future so <laughs> definitely not now, no.
1: <laughs> very happy Mo- to help anyway i can
0: moving on Karen, <laughs> what has the reception been like from within your own community and indeed others <clears throat> now you have become more vocal about wanting constitutional change now i know you did mention yeah. that briefly there yeah.
1: I, I, yes, as I said, listen. There'll always be negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there always is negativity just for living life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> True. So, do you know what I mean? No matter where you work, what you do, and uh, just even being a female minister, yeah. Uh, there's always negativity, and there's always, uh, and and I. I but my you, kind say, of,
0: you seem well fit for.
1: Well, listen. I act like I'm well fit, but there are times it gets into my spirit now, and I have yeah. to be really honest. But I have I have a new saying called "block and roll." Yes, um, very good. And it's kind of I've I've, Twitter, been sharing,
0: Twitter, here we go.
1: I've been sharing it quite a bit with people. And yeah. people. You but know.
0: but you have a wonderful attitude, and I I don't mean to be patronizing here, but you, I appreciate your, you, that. the energy. Okay, even, appreciate even, that's really kind. Even before you and I uh, met today we had a few conversations yeah. via a, a message and the energy that, and positivity that I got from you via our messages yeah I genuinely was so looking That's forward really to meeting you I in was person looking, today. yeah I
1: was looking forward to meeting you as well We well, you're
0: still lying now <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no I'm being I'm being I'm being honest and, and I think yeah I think the reality is I'm human mm-hmm. and, and anybody who's who's in any position will always uh, face negativity yeah um I, I believe in surrounding myself with good people. Mm-hmm. I believe in people uh, who have a similar vision that mm-hmm. you can get behind someone and say, look, yeah. we're with you, we're encouraging you. And uh, I always love people who message me and encourage me. Yeah. Um, from a faith perspective and from a minister, uh, I obviously had to pitch it to the guys in Baptist Union, which by the way, is a big, massive network. The Irish Baptists have about 100 churches. The Baptist Union have about 2,000 no churches. Oh Claire says
0: back onto religion again.
1: Here we go again. <laughs> I don't even have my collar on till (laughs) I'm back (laughs) there again. But no, this is important because the reality is that I hang my ordination, my hat uh, over in the UK and I needed them to know, listen, Mm -hmm. this is something I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. and I have their full support. And so anytime it gets a bit rough or um, I receive very nasty messages, sometimes threats, um, I know that people are standing with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think wanting better keeps me going
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, as long as my family and those who are close to me and, and some good friends are with me and um, then i think we can get through this you know so uh, just to say it's never okay to wherever you stand in this and as we move forward in this it is never okay to threaten and send abusive messages whether publicly or privately mm-hmm. and i will always call it out mm-hmm. uh, because we're better than that um, but but the, the bigger vision's too big for me now to to sit back and mm-hmm. and to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I yeah, think there's better days does. ahead and yeah. we have to push through. And uh, yeah, hope that answers it. But yes, I, I have a lot of support.
0: A beautiful answer. Thank you. And I'll just leave that there. As I <coughs> mentioned five minutes ago, Reverend Card.
1: I sure wasn't 20. Sorry? Sure, it wasn't 20 minutes ago. 20 like minutes been talking ago. For like three hours?
0: <laughs> no, only let me see, 45 minutes. That's By the it. way,
1: guys, you didn't even buy me breakfast.
0: <laughs> it just seems like three hours talking to me. <clears throat> um, Karen, in the run up to today, as I said, we, we exchanged a few messages. Um, and during these conversations, you said the following, and I'm going to quote you exactly here Dare to dream. And allow people across the island to share what they would dream of our home looking like. Our home being the island, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you went on to say, it takes the conversation from politics to vision. I thought that was a beautiful way of shaping mm-hmm. the conversation.
1: Which, and you, which he's told me, by the way, stealing for future podcasts. Uh, no, no, we're going to share.
0: <laughs> uh, and, and detoxifying <laughs> it even. Mm-hmm. Elaborate on that for me.
1: that's where I start. I I am a dreamer. Um, I'm not a person that's willing to settle for the same old, same old. We've used that phrase before. Yeah. Um, I always think, and again, this probably springboards from my faith of anything, at least just for being a human being, I don't think you need to have a faith to share this, that we want what's best for all of us, Mm -hmm. Uh, wherever we stand politically, wherever, whatever our religious upbringing. um, And so the whole idea of Dare to Dream is to, is to lift our eyes from where we are and think of something better.
0: You see, to hear you say that again, them three words, dare to dream, mm-hmm. there's something magical about them three words, there's something inspirational for me, and there's something, I don't know, that, that with your permission, Shared <laughs> Ireland team, and you can we pursue this together
1: yeah of course absolutely
0: so so I absolutely. think what we'll do is won't put a lot of thought into it we'll simply fire out a few questions yeah dare to the dream folks yeah hit me with it
1: and actually what, what I do um Niall is you know obviously uh, Ireland's future is, is is very public in the public meetings but we do have lots of private conversations of as well um and and I shared an example of that in Cork where to a hundred kids I pitched those questions. Unbelievable.
0: You know, that what, was what my favorite moment of the whole What would you thing? dream
1: of your, like just to hear their responses. Yes. Because actually, that's what I'm saying about, are we asking the right questions? Mm-hmm. Because let's remember, the big question is coming, yeah. okay, in yeah. a border pole. But the reality is, listen, before we even get there, dare to dream, what would you love? Mm-hmm. What would I love? I would love that young guy, that French guy that I saw the picture of on Twitter today, begging for a room. Mm-hmm. That that is not his place. I would love the people here working for their homes to be better in Donegal. The redress stuff, the mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. I would love the poverty be to be dealt with. That we deal with our racism. Dare to dream. Don't settle for the same old, same old. Yeah. And think and outside this, the box. And a bit here. Thanks, think outside yeah. the box. Yeah. And Pick I would be of. confident to say that this is our common ground for all of us. It is the one thing that we can put our foot on, even though you may see communion different to me, even though you may <laughs> argue for my age, oh and I am 24, uh-huh. by the way, but even though we may disagree, and even disagree in terms of the constitution, because that's always going to be, we have the, the place and the space to dare to dream. And I... Listen, if that's happening, I want to be there. Yeah. Even if I'm just part of the audience, I just—that's important to me because we've got we've got grandbabies down the line, with generations coming. Right. I, and I guess I would be saying to people, "What do you want to pass on? Do you want to pass on the same old, same old? Because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I am in my forties. I'm not going to give my real age, but I am. <laughs> I, uh, hold on. It only
0: took us nearly fifty minutes, but she eventually. I finally
1: cracked. confessed. <laughs> This is confession.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: um, and I just, you know, I just I just see the good in people now. Mm-hmm. And I, I love people. You know I love
0: people. Yeah, absolutely. It radiates really from it.
1: And, and and listen, I have sat with people from all walks and talks of life. But our common ground is whether it's on a personal level, dream for the best for yourself, mm-hmm. even in the midst of addiction and hurt and pain a mess. Mm-hmm. So this is a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. And that lights me up. Mm-hmm because i want something better
0: well there you go folks dare to dream um,
1: <laughs> watch this space Coming to
0: a cinema near you very shortly but, but honestly i want to
1: pick the person who plays me in uh, the character
0: of course you can go ahead, emma thompson emma thompson yep
1: okay. i like emma thompson i, I, I can, can see know, that yeah i look nothing like her if i look like her oh do you know i love diane keaton i mean seriously i say to my kids when i'm older oh, i want to look, look like mother. diane keaton i love her anyway sorry
0: you are a scream uh, so, folks, uh, don't be afraid to put in your suggestions underneath um, this podcast. And um, yeah, we'll have a conversation as we move forward about Dare to Dream. Karen, what needs to be done um, to tackle the mental health crisis? And I'm using that word deliberately. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> across this island.
1: My goodness, you're like, that's a huge question, isn't Not it? Another podcast? That's another podcast, yeah. Um,
0: Funny, our, our previous podcast, sorry for uh, no, okay. interrupting you, was with Peter mm-hmm. footballer, and that was solely all about mental health mm-hmm. and how the benefit of sport mm-hmm. can potentially maybe help yes. in this regard. Yes. But it's something that the Shared Ireland team are very passionate about because again we firmly believe what's the point in looking a new Shared Ireland? very young youngsters and the people from all aids are taking their own life yes there's no point yeah it should be our first number one concern
1: yeah i, I think the first thing i want to say Niall, is that mental mental health uh, affects us all it, it's not a them and zinuzins it's not will they suffer from mental health and um, i think we all have a responsibility i don't know that i know anybody that doesn't know somebody or themselves hmm. are struggling with mental health um, and, and I always say this I say this all the time there are people who are very vocal about their mental health and I'm really thankful for them mm-hmm. but I'm also aware and certainly as a minister of the people who don't share their stories Absolutely. so I think it's all our story but some of us just don't want to share and actually that's okay yeah but we have a responsibility that people can live well when you say we,
0: have, we, but who is this All
1: week? of us. That's what I'm saying at the beginning. I just, I don't think this falls on doctors. Uh, I don't think it's so, I mean, solely falls on doctors and, and mental health experts. I think we all have a part to play in this. Um, and, and, um, and I, listen, I want to use this as an opportunity. I spoke with a family this week and their uh, young person had a they, they took they were advised to take them to a and and they were sent home again once they realized that their life was not in danger in terms of, of, of the tablets that overdosed on they were sent home. And they represent a lot of families that are just, they just don't know where to go and don't know where to turn. But I want to pay tribute to the people who, I mean this is not my area of expertise. No. I have experience in it mm-hmm. and that's as far as I want to kind of go with that. Yeah. But what I want to say is that there are people who day in and day out are working to make this better. Mm-hmm. But I think our health service—I mean, this is another po- how many podcasts are we doing today? <laughs> I mean, our health service is broken, and our health service is—is is, I think on the verge of breaking, and we see the effects of that. And our doctors, our our psychologists, our psychiatrists, our volunteers are. Our, I think almost burnt out, and, mm-hmm. and, and I don't have the answer mm-hmm. now. Okay. But I think that when you have conversations like this, there yes there has to be people led and there has to be people conversations, but there has to be experts mm-hmm. part of it as well. Of course. So we need the experts mm-hmm. in terms of, of mental health and health, mm-hmm. because I think you're absolutely right. I think people are going. Do you know what? We can talk about the constitute. You want me to dare to dream? I dare to dream where my son or my daughter isn't suicidal. I dare to dream where my family know how to handle Exactly. And, and, that's, your and, that, and, and, and that, that's your bread and butter. That's your bread
0: and butter And that a crisis does appear. Exactly. That we know exactly where to go exactly. and how happen. And I
1: know that there are people wanting to set up hubs and yeah. do things and make this better. And, 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 and I would want to fully support that. But I think if you're putting it in... In kind of the picture of the bigger dirt a dream we need our experts we need the voiced the stories that are told where people share their experience so that we can learn from that listen to that and that we can make that better that that has to be on the table but you're absolutely right there's no point in us going on about the future of ireland when a little mom is sitting at home going my daughter tried to kill herself last night i mean you know the, these are your everyday bread and butter issues and yeah. and they're and actually i hate the word issue they're not issues, no. they're people, yeah. people with real-life problems
0: <clears throat> and mental health problems doesn't discriminate
1: it does not no, at all, it, it doesn't it discriminate does on gen
0: on gender on skin colour, on religious beliefs, political beliefs what part of the world we're born, what language we speak as you rightfully pointed out we're all human beings
1: we're all human beings and the reality is we all are responsible, we yeah. all need to look after our mental health yeah. um, and and. Yeah, I hope that answers it. Yeah, no, no, not, no. Not an as,
0: as you say, there, there is no <laughs> proper answer anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 nice to hear your thoughts on yeah, it, and, sure. and, and that's sure. all. We're coming very near, you'll be glad to hear, Karen, after 55 minutes, the Dude, end of the I'm podcast. I'm exhausted,
1: I need to go lie down there in a dark room. <laughs> <laughs> I am exhausted. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> we'll we buy me another coffee you're, after you're, this.
0: You're going to put future guests off coming to speak to me now. I'm going to be speaking to him. And I, I maybe kept mm. the, 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 most, uh, the biggest question until the last. Oh, dear and, goodness. And it's this, a very simple one for you. Why hasn't the union worked this past 100 years for all citizens My in the goodness,
1: North? My goodness, you know how to ask. Like, what? You know what he asked? like, why hasn't the union worked? What <laughs> on earth?
0: How long have you got?
1: <laughs> I Goodness. What I will say in terms of this is that when I refer to kind of my upbringing, so I was... Uh, born into. We're not responsible for what we're born into, but no. we're responsible for our own choices as we get older and what mm-hmm. we do with knowledge. Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I was born into a, a Protestant Unionist background, and I want to make this really clear. My mom like didn't drum anything into me. Mm-hmm. It was all she knew, and her mother knew, mm-hmm. and the family, you know. So going to the bands and the bonfire, yes. you know. But my mum never set me down and said, this is who you are. Yeah. As I said, I started to ask questions. So mm-hmm. for instance, uh, uh, one of the things that I used Not to- Well, funny, wonder, I
0: have oh, no problem believing that.
1: <laughs> right? I mean, you're gonna just be so annoyed. If you ever get me to do podcasts, I just, I'd be great at it because I'll ask all the questions, but. So I remember, you know, the whole big slogan for God and Ulster, I remember as a person, a young person thinking, is God really for Ulster? Really? <laughs> I remember starting to be afraid going, really? <laughs> do you think he is? How do we know that? Are we, are we really sure about this? And that's oh an God. example of. He should be a comedian as well. You know, but no, seriously, I did, and and so what I'm trying to say to you is that somewhere in my journey, I got out of that bubble, started to hear other stories now, started to to learn about internment. Started you dared. To you dared to dream. I dared to dream, <laughs> and that meant getting outside of my own box—not just the faith box, but all I ever knew
0: so you, you were mentioned there you you learned about internment yes
1: mm-hmm. so, and, uncle, and, that, I'm sure. and that came and that and, and so what I'm saying that, that's just an example what I'm trying to say is that I and certainly through ministering and being in the streets mm-hmm. and I remember even as a person I've shared this before that in, in one of my first ministry roles I was told that I couldn't work in the other community mm-hmm. and that was a that was a breaking point for me because yeah. I couldn't reconcile being a person of faith and excluding certain people yeah so and, and to
0: say that there's only another community just, there's several communities exactly there's, 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 exactly
1: you know? it just it just it's just grinds against everything that I truly believe in yeah. and so ministering for over 20 years and I know that's difficult because I'm 24 to mm-hmm. kind of appreciate that You <coughs> need to stop this but you, you do <laughs> I have met Life after life, and heard story after story, because one of the greatest honors that I have as a minister is being entrusted with someone's story. Yes. So those have been backgrounds that are different, but what I've realized is that we're all human, our struggles are the same, mm-hmm. our mental health problems are the same, the things that we struggle with, um, and so for me, it's a bit like what I was saying before, my norm, my same old, same old, began to change when I lifted my eyes to see beyond that. Mm-hmm and I fell in love with people. I say this all the time. I you just, should be a
0: politician, you know, Karen. So, I don't want to be uh, a politician. So, so no, but you should be. Everybody says you b- should b- be a politician. B- I'll tell you why, because answer the question. Why, oh, hasn't, it, why hasn't the union this is, worked this for is the why past 100 years well, for everyone? A, yeah,
1: that's a good point. <laughs> you yeah, know, this is where I'm going to, because I think I think that's why it hasn't, because I don't think we have looked beyond ourselves sometimes mm. and recognised the other. We are very good mm-hmm. at... I don't want to settle for division. I think we've settled with division. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have, we, we kind of have got into the same old, same, and I, listen, I don't know. I, it just hasn't worked because I am just not a fan of the kind of, um, the, the union at the moment. And I, as I get older, I'm wise enough to see that and see kind of the Tory government and all of that. And I think we deserve something better. Um, and listen, I have friends and family in England and everything. They know me and mm-hmm. uh, they know my heart. But I want what's best for us.
0: Okay. I don't,
1: that's a big question. I, you didn't course, give me any preparation of it for is. that.
0: Of course it's a massive mm. question and that's another podcast to add to our list. Karen, paint me your picture of Ireland and 15, 20, 25, 30 years. I think all, the conversation does that. I think
1: our conversation has, I think we've covered that. Does yeah, that, same? That,
0: that's a very good answer, you know.
1: I think we've covered that, yeah. If you're only
0: tuning in now, folks, go back and listen to the, the first one. They'll have switched podcast. off after five minutes. Well, that's true too. <laughs> right, who's your inspiration, for? Oh
1: my goodness, this is just...
0: Don't say me now, I don't, you'll only embarrass me. <laughs> I
1: have so, I love, I, I, listen, I just am inspired by so many people.
0: I can only imagine.
1: I, I, don't, I, I don't know where to start with that. Uh,
0: everybody you meet gives I just, you something. Yeah,
1: some you know there's just lots of people who inspire me. Um, I'm trying to think. Try- you know, there's just that many. Yeah,
0: no, water or alcohol.
1: Water or alcohol.
0: Or alcohol. wine. Wine. <laughs> so that's alcohol then. But I'm
1: not. I'm not. But it depends <laughs> if I'm having a healthy day. I'm trying to be good.
0: Um, water <coughs> during the day is that a good enough way? To water answer, during
1: it? the day and then it turns into wine.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Favorite food.
1: Oh, has to be Indian because my husband is ah, Indian. Okay. But I do love, a, I love Italian as well.
0: Very good. <clears throat> Favourite phone? Notebook. Best book? Oh
1: my Bo- goodness, so many because I'm a book addict. Hundreds um, of thousands of them.
0: Favourite band, oh, band or song? At the
1: moment, I'm into Dermot Kennedy.
0: Oh yeah, oh, I absolutely love. Everybody can
1: get me tickets for him. I want to go out want front seats. I love him.
0: Yep. Funny, I you know somebody else's. um what are they? probably a teenager the, or something. More or less. Oh, <laughs> no, no money to like,
1: To be fair, because that's the music I have to listen to in the car. Well, My eyes is, are nearly this rolling. This is true, this is but true. I mean, no, yeah. but
0: excellent, excellent. <laughs> um, if you were Taoiseach or Prime Minister <laughs> oh, for dear, just goodness. one day, car, wow, That would be a disaster. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> what one change <laughs> would you put into law and why? If you just had a day and you could pass any new law. What
1: would it be? It, I mean, I just against gender gender equality all the way. Okay. Something against misogamy. Yep. I know recently that wasn't it the the Met or wasn't it the UK? Did I read something recently where they said that they didn't want to make it a law?
0: Yeah, uh, Because it would be too. It.
1: Yes, I think in the UK there was recently. This is this is my reading too much. Okay. Too much. So basically, they said they don't want to make misogamy uh, against the law because it would be too much time in the place
0: yes okay
1: i think it's all linked i think Mm -hmm. it has a ripple effect Mm -hmm. we need to deal with that and i know there are people here working on that at the moment
0: okay (laughs) last question and the one that most of our guests is a big one is going to be another no 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 if you could invite three people to your fictional dinner party who would they be in mind martin luther king that's one
1: i would have martin luther king because um yeah, that's another podcast, yes. but uh, his kind of whole idea of living as neighbours is just yeah, phenomenal. absolutely. Uh, the whole idea of attending to the wounds and not crossing the road, but, you know, actually recognising our neighbour and humanity. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah, so I like him. And uh, yeah, listen, Jesse Jackson, because he's a Baptist minister. Okay. I'm picking real people here who are, I don't know, listen, I would have anybody at my table, including people that I don't agree with.
0: Okay, so to help you out my third one, I'll get across Okay.
1: <laughs> Do you want to be part of Yes, uh, come as well. Maybe, why not? I think I would have lots of people.
0: Um, Reverend Karen, mm. it was an absolute pleasure <laughs> and a privilege, and I genuinely mean <laughs> that, so to spend much. some time in your company today. You're an inspiration, a visionary, and you think outside the box, and you're a motivator. And uh, most of all... You're a decent human being. Oh
1: no.
0: And thank you so much. He's
1: trying to get me crying. Are you really <laughs> supposed to make people cry?
0: I <laughs> do to call it Pierce Morgan always makes uh, guests cry, do you? no? Yeah, definitely not. Thank you so much. And I guess in keeping with the tradition, um, because we spoke about religion, I'll give the last word to you, Minister. So if there's anything you'd <laughs> like to say, you
1: Minister. <laughs> Listen, I, I want to say now it's been an absolute honour. Um thank you so much. And if you're listening to this the fact you've lasted for an hour, you do deserve an actual medal. You deserve a higher place in heaven. (laughs) You really do. You really do. Um, But I guess what I want to say is that I want us to learn to live as neighbors. I think, I believe in the goodness of people. I'm tired of us always pulling out, he did this, he done that. He said, that. let's look for the good in each other because I believe it's there. And we maximize on that. Um, And there's a little saying I've been thinking about recently. It's... um, by a guy called Miles, who was a, an advisor to a president. You can only, you can only stand from where you sit, mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when I look back over the course of my life, I, I changed chairs and I would encourage people to go and sit in some other seats. Go hear other stories, go listen to other people, go cry with them, weep with them, laugh with them, have coffee with them, let Niall buy you coffee. Um, you can only stand from where you sit and I think the invitation uh, in terms of creating a better island is getting to know each other
0: I'm simply going to say this what a perfect way to end. now are you going to buy me coffee are you
1: I'll buy you coffee
0: okay on that note bless you all hope you enjoyed listening <laughs> folks if you did appreciate all your this feedback This better
1: recorded I'm not doing this again
0: <laughs> hey trust me I'm not sitting through it again either <laughs> all the best Thank folks take care bye bye.
1: Thank you.